Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Podcast Manager Show. Today, we are doing an update on a success story that we released about 18 months ago in April of 2022. That was Kim Parkinson's story of how she went from being a craft store owner to a podcast manager. Now, when we recorded that episode, she had already been a podcast manager for roughly two years. And now we get to hear how her business has changed and morphed since we had that conversation. If you haven't listened to that previous episode, episode 104, make sure you listen to that. You'll get the background story of how Kim got started. But one thing that I noticed with so many successful podcast managers is that there was a turning point in their business when things really started to flow. And I thought, you know what? I want to talk to more of these students to hear about this turning point so that I could share it with you. Because starting a business, it's not for the faint of heart. And the idea that it begins to flow at a certain point is obviously something we really want to be able to learn about and have happen in our own businesses. So let's jump into this conversation I had with Kim, where I asked her if there was a turning point in her business when things really started to flow. Hey there, I'm Lauren, and you're listening to the Podcast Manager Show a podcast for podcast managers. Each week, we cover the technical and tactical aspects of running a profitable podcast manager business. With over 90,000 new shows starting each month, podcast managers are in demand. I mean, in demand. And I'm here to help you land your dream clients while reaching your monthly income goals without working like crazy. Are you ready? Let's get to today's episode. Now, you said that you found that first client within a month. And did you feel like, you know, kind of after that, was there a turning point, maybe with you internally, like a confidence turning point or a turning point at some point in like the early days? Looking back, do you see one? Yeah. And actually, I'm going to tell you that that probably didn't happen until last year. Mm, okay. So yeah, even though we I started in 2020 and I had a couple clients, and I was growing, I was networking, I was out there in all of the job op boards, just trying to find, you know, trying to find that flow that you're talking about. And it wasn't until I think actually probably around this time last year, I had let go of a, of a terrible client. And then it was, it was like that room, the universe was like, yep, there's that room and that yeah. room opened up. And then that's when people just started like flooding in. Mm. And once that happened, I want to say it was maybe September, October of last year. I was like, you know what? I am going to need help because I've gotten to that point. And I started researching and doing more to become an agency. So now I think of myself more of an agency because I added up all my clients. Do you want to know? Yes. Yes, of course. We want to know. 14. Okay. Love it. That's amazing. Yep. And four of them direct from the job op board, from your job op board. Wow. And of course, you know, referrals from that and others just from networking, others from word of mouth from other people. But, you know, it's hard to do 14 clients all by yourself every week. So not necessarily every week. Some of them do every other or or some of them do. Like I said, I have that one that does every other month, which is really hard. Yeah. But otherwise, I just so I started looking in. I got I have a show notes writer, I have a VA, I have an editor, 
but I check everything. I do all of the the last minute checks myself. I just did one before this and I just, I still love it. And I still do the editing myself. Mm-hmm. We had an issue with one of our corporate clients on Tuesday, I think it was. And they came back to me and they were like, we're so sorry that we only gave you the one file. There's actually four files because there was four people in the interview or three people in the interview with the host. Mm-hmm. Do you think you can redo this? And it was a two hour podcast. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it for you. Absolutely. Because they're a corporate client and they've been bringing me in more business. Mm-hmm, so I was mm-hmm. up till 1.30, 1.30 in the morning doing it. But you know what? I'm still good at it. I still love it. So I'm still happy to to do it. So yeah, keeps keeps me on my toes. <laughs> for sure. It, 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 you, you weighed the, okay, I could maybe say, you know, I could say no, I need more turnaround or whatever. But you're like, no, this is a good client. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to do it for him. Yeah. And I don't have that. So my, my children are adults. So, and my husband and I are both pretty much like, you know, we're workaholics weekends. We do <laughs> spend to ourselves, but we don't mind if there's something like that, you know, he'll have some, he works outside of the home, but if he, he'll call and say, you know what, I have to stay late and, and that's fine. I'll mm-hmm. just do something here instead. And so we have a really great relationship where it's, it's not cutting into our time. It's just, that's business. And sometimes business means you just have to do that extra little, extra little thing for the client. And I think in the long run that it's going to pay a lot more dividends. So that's what, that's what I'm going for. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. You know, I think there's a lot of messaging around like how one time that's unacceptable and you don't have to deal with that. And it's, you know, it's your business. And it's like, there's a real, yes, boundaries, you can set boundaries and you can have policies and, and you should have those, right? those serve a good role. But at the same time, we're humans working with humans and human things happen. And and it's just like, it, that was a mistake that they didn't send it to you. And, you. and again, you are invested in the final product. You also want it to be good. And so are you going to, you know, do extra work to make sure that it's right? Yeah. Exactly. And it did sound so much better afterwards. You know, she said, had said to me, you know, it doesn't sound great with, and I said, well, you sent me one audio and that one audio, I make the host sound great, mm-hmm. but then some other, the others may not sound. And she's like, oh, so it was great that she found her mistake and that I was able to turn it around in mm-hmm. that time. But I had already done it once, you know, it was already done. So it was kind of, it was kind of a cheat. I already yeah. knew where I needed to make the edits. <laughs> right, right. You're like, you know, what was, you know, what's coming ahead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I love hearing that of just you, you felt like the turning point came. So like a year into your business is when you felt like, yeah, maybe, maybe more like 18 months. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think part of that was I had really, even though I had given up the website design, I had had a couple of like clients that were still hanging around. And it wasn't until probably September of October of 2021 that I said, no more website, anything. Mm. And so then I turned and I did just podcasting. And that actually then the shift in your mindset from one to the other, you know, letting go of the website clients, which sometimes those that can be a nice big chunk of money all at once, right? But then it's the time that you take into it. And that was not equaling out to what I wanted it to be. Now I track every single episode that I deal with. I track all my time. So I know what I am paid or, and I know what my, every, my editors paid, my show notes writers paid. 
And so I have everything in a spreadsheet and it tells me exactly how much time it took everybody to do stuff. And so you can evaluate. Exactly. It makes business easier and it makes it easier when you need to increase your prices too, right? So you can say to them, you know, this is actually taking me an extra two hours rather than, you know, you think. But feel free to do it on your own. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. They're like, no, don't even say that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't even mention that to me. <laughs> so you mentioned that it's you and your husband. You've got grown children. I'd love to know what's something that you feel like you've been able to do now that you have your podcast management business that you wouldn't be able to do without it? So mo- all of my business is at home, which is great. And my oldest son is a Marine veteran, United States Marine veteran. Amazing. He just came home in April. And so helping him through that stage, you know, I mean, not to get not to get too sour here, but there is a statistic on veterans. And that is very important to me. And it was very important to me to be able to be here when he needed me or if he needs me. Mm -hmm. And right now, I mean, he's doing great. He's been home for a couple of months now. He's been doing great. But I'm here. I'm taking, keeping an eye on him. I'm making sure that he's making the transition into the civilian world. And I think, I think he's doing wonderfully, but this has really been an important part of me being here every day is just to be able to support him, my youngest son too, don't get me wrong. But I think it's very important when they are transitioning out of the military for them to have that support. And I feel so blessed that I'm here to help him for that. So yeah, it kind of goes back to just like being there. You're not always needed. But if you're just around and he knows that you're available, then you can be there if and when you need to be. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes, you know, right now he is at work. He had just got a part-time job and he'll come home in probably another 15, 20 minutes and he'll probably walk right in (laughs) and then he'll play with the cat for a little bit. And it's just, he doesn't even have to give me a hug. He just, hey mom, how are you? And it's just the comfort of knowing that he's okay and he's making that that transition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you for sharing that. I think that's that's great. You know, sometimes you hear like, oh, people have grown children and you're like, okay, well, they're off, you know, no need to parent anymore. <laughs> they're over 20. <laughs> yeah. Parenting, I think, you know, honestly, I think it it's lifelong, right? You're always going to have something that you need to maybe teach them. You know, they're probably, I imagine I have two boys, but I know you have girls, but I imagine yeah. my boys will call in, you know, once they're out of the house, they're going to call and say, oh, hey, how do you make that pot roast again? <laughs> Yes. Yes. I think I think I made my mom happy when I finally started asking for her recipes and, you know, how she was making things. It's there's there's that hump there, like in your your 20s, you're like, nope, I know better. (laughs) And then eventually, at least for me, it was like, okay, actually, I have some questions. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Yeah. So you're always parenting. You're always giving that advice. Right. Yeah. I love that. I love that, too. Okay, so you said 14 clients, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And are you're working full time? I am. Yes. Okay, yeah. so for those that are cuz I talk a lot about part-time, right? But for those that are listening that want to work full time, for you personally, could be different for all of us. How many clients do you think you could manage on your own working full time? Ooh, that is actually dependent on your packages. And on your types of clients and how long their audio is. 
So there's a lot of like little variables to that. I do think, you know, if you have somebody that maybe does a weekly 30 minute podcast, then, you know, maybe you could take on eight to 10, depending on what you, what you wanted. And also depending on what they wanted, you know, I have some clients, so I tailor every package to my client's needs. So I have some clients that want the full package transcription, they want audiograms, they want Instagram reels, they want quote graphics, they want it all, show notes, everything. And then I have a client that all she she doesn't want me to do any editing, add my intro, add her intro, not mine, add her (laughs) intro, add her outro and publish it. Okay. So, you know, everybody is different. So that would take moments. That takes moments. Yeah. In comparison to you're like, okay, this is a little, it's a little project. Yeah, exactly. And so some of the other clients that want it all, you know, they obviously pay a premium for that service. Whereas the client that takes 15 minutes of my time every week, you know, we have different package prices. Yeah. And yeah. those ones I kind of take care of. Anybody that's simple and easy, I take care of. And then the ones that maybe need some different things I have team members help me with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's nice. Now, now that you've kind of mentally shifted and literally shifted into the agency, what would you like to build in the next, let's say, six months? So six months ago, I started my own Facebook group and I have been telling people about that. I had my first launch your podcast event last month in May. And it was a great success. I got 60 leads from it, which was great. And I ended up getting two clients direct from it. So they signed on right away. Mm. And what I found after doing that is I am my in my head churning. I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to do the event again. But this time I'm going to offer like a monthly low cost membership where I give like little tips on what they should be doing, what maybe they could talk about their content. I haven't figured it all out in my head, but I definitely think it will be client facing and maybe something that may entice them to do their own editing. Or if they can't, then that's when the next step is, you know, in the funnel is to go to me. Yes, yes. So like professional help. So that, you know, if they, yeah, if they want to, if they want to do the editing, then they have you there as like, hey, question and or like I'm stuck or, you know, oh, I'm feeling kind of like I need new energy around the podcast. They could go there. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah. And that's going to also free me up for a little bit of additional like right now I've been doing a networking event each month where it's called Pitch Your Pod and they actually come in and then they can find guests or they can be a guest. And I think that's also going to open that up to being able to have me do a little bit more pitching for them too. So Mm. I'm kind of shifting, kind of moving where I have a client that's thinking about sponsorships. And so I need to learn more about that. And then, you know, all those other nuances, like podcast management is this, there's so many depths to it, right? Yes. There's so many different pieces, you know, yes, we do the editing. Yes, we do the audiograms. Yes, we do the show notes. But then, you know, how do you make money from it? And so do you, you know, how do you get your guests from it? And then how do you, so there's so many different, it just keeps going. It just keeps digging deeper and deeper. It does. It's like, it, it just makes me like laugh when I think of, you know, when you compare like podcast management to other freelance n- niches, 
it seems like, oh, you're only going to offer podcast management. But then once you get into podcast management, it's like, oh my gosh, there's there's so many layers here of of things to do and things to, you know, specialize in and be known for. And it's it's just amazing how you think that you're like specializing, but you're like, oh no, I, I could even specialize more if I wanted to. Yeah. And it's funny that you should say that because that's actually exactly how I tell clients to write out their first 10 episodes. Think about that top level and then each niche it down, niche it down. Mm. And so it's just like that, right? It's mm-hmm. just keep going further down. And there are so many, you know, there's obviously people out there that do podcast management or not podcast management, but do podcast just pitching, right? Mm-hmm. Or do podcast just sponsorships or just just fine speakers. And so, yeah, those are some of the other layers I, I can see foresee in the future for my for my agency. Yeah. And, you know, if you're listening to this and you're wondering like, okay, you know, how do I learn all these things? Like, I recommend people like still to start as a podcast manager because you just learn so much once you're actually working for someone. And if then if then if you have a client that says, hey, I'm yeah, I'm thinking about sponsorship. Do you know much about it? You can learn on the job with them. You know, especially if they're already a current client, you have that comfort level with them and they're like, yeah, let's do this together. You know, they're still going to pay you, but it's it's not necessarily going to look like a, you know, a professional package of this is what I do and this is my strategy because it's the first time you're doing it. But it's just a great way to you explore like, do I like helping with sponsorships? Do I like helping with pitching? Um, Do I like doing, you know, video editing and YouTube and you can kind of learn on the job that way? Yeah. It, and, and there's just, like we said, there's just so many different avenues you can go. And if you have a client or you can find someone that you want to work with that will have you help them learning as you go so that you can just get that love for it, or maybe you don't love it. Maybe right. you don't love it. Yeah. Yeah. Then you're not like really invested on saying, oh, I'm, you know, this is my specialty. It's like you, you just, you niche into podcast management and then you start learning and and thinking, hmm, okay, what do I think about these other, these other services that work with podcast management? Um, And I've, I've even talked to students that they're like, I don't really want to have anything to do with um, pitching and sponsorship. And they're like, I want to just stay like right in the basics and do this really well. And it works for them. So it's, there are lots of, of great options. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and it doesn't make any difference where your heart lies. It's still podcasting and you're mm-hmm. still helping the, the customer, the client, and you know, you're getting their voice and their messages out there to the world. And that's that's what's important to them. And that's what's important to me. And hopefully it's important to other podcast managers too. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Kim, this has been so great. I thank you so much for sharing all of this. Before we go, I'd love to know what maybe piece of advice you would have wanted to hear yourself when you were first starting out. What do you think that would have helped you to keep going? in those first couple of months? Keep networking. Just keep networking and talking to people and they will come. Show yourself, show your true self, shine the way you are supposed to shine and they will come to you. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much again. I know these are people's favorite episodes. So I love that um, you're able to come on and share your story. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad that you joined me for this episode. Before you go, if you want to start making $5,000 a month without taking on a million clients, I have a special masterclass 
that is free just for you. Go get all the information, grab your seat at laurenwrighton.com forward slash masterclass, and I'll see you there.